0: Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I'm so excited to be here today on Your Brand Amplified with Alex Bruckman. Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Annika.
0: Absolutely. So you are originally from Germany. You now live in Canada. We're on the same, we're both on the West Coast, just different countries. Um, And you've done, you have quite an extensive background in business, having launched multiple businesses. Um, And now I was just talking to you before we push record about being a strategist. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey and what brought you from Europe and your businesses to Canada, and then how you parlayed that into what you do now.
1: This is actually um, a very long story that I don't want to bore anyone oh. with, but I, <laughs> let, 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 let me give you the executive summary of that.
0: Okay. <laughs> so
1: when, my background is in, in radio journalism, actually. That's where I started and later then went to university and studied business administration. I spiraled back into the business world, um, into a media corporation, where I then um, earned my first rights around um, business strategy, mm. um, worked a lot with the big consulting companies as their client, basically, and then later um, became a consultant myself. However, what I do is, is not typically consulting. I don't come in and tell you what I think you should do. Okay, I come in and help you figure out what you want to do based ah. on where you feel you want to go. And um, of course, I give you my opinion on that if you want it, but it's not about me, it's about you. And the process that I guide my clients through is really about creating clarity for them Mm -hmm. so that it works for them when I'm gone. The biggest problem that I've often seen in my career is consultants coming in, handing over knowledge, ideas, processes, they leave and everything goes down the drain because no one actually has accountability for their work. So, to avoid that, is to avoid that my clients waste their money, I help them embrace ownership and do something with
0: it. Right, well, like that.
1: And that's what, in the end, also brought me um, to where I am today, um, apart from not being in the same country anymore. So, that is an <laughs> entirely different story. Um, you know, as they say, there's always a girl. Ah. So, in my <laughs> case, that girl wanted to go home to Canada. And yeah, that's when I. Uh, Sat down with my business partner and we um, had the conversation of how I can transition into this new world. We made it work. And um, yeah, almost three years ago, we came to Canada. And um, wait a second, two years ago. Oh, okay. (laughs) And um, yeah, ever since been building a life and a business here.
0: Nice. That's wonderful. You know, I'm seeing a thread between you and my last three guests um, in that we, In those conversations, we've talked a lot about people who have gone through the experience of being in business, maybe being on the corporate side, transitioned into really more of a role of helping and guiding people, but also taking those quantum leaps forward. And I like what you're saying about accountability. Um, My last guest and I were just talking about how, um, one of my words for this year is intentionality. And also focus, and I think as business owners or people in companies, even in corporate, we just go 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 go. We're not always thinking and remembering the strategy. And so, you know, I want to dive into a little bit about what a strategist does a little more, um, because you said you know it's not really about the title; it's really about how you achieve help people achieve goals, and not as you said, not just coming in and saying this is what you should do, and here's the roadmap, and then there's no accountability it just goes out the window. I think a lot of times people get trainings or they work with people and that's exactly what happens is, oh, that was so wonderful. I learned so much, so inspired. And then the person leaves and then you get back into the minutia and the busyness of what you have in front of you right then, and not thinking clearly about what it should look like in the future and how to project out
1: Term intentionality is. Um, I love that. I actually use that a lot um, on my website. There's tons of free resources for business owners and entrepreneurs. One of the most important ones is the Intentional Strategy Toolkit, and that that topic is so important because there is just not enough time in a day to do all the things that we want to do, and therefore. Deciding with intent what you want to do and being intentional about how you use your time in the best possible way—that truly matters for a lot of businesses. Mm. I, I just came back from a, from a workshop that I ran for a client. Um, the owner was so overwhelmed. We met the night before. She was just. We came back um, to the hotel at, a, at around ten thirty, and she told me she will have to work for clients until one a.m. at least oh my today. Gosh. And so totally overwhelmed, and it was really hard to see her that way. And on the next day, she decided with intention that she will not open her computer, and she switched off her phone mm. to allow herself to be fully present on that day in that workshop. And after the after the workshop, she turned on her phone. She's like, "Oh, it's not as bad as I <laughs> as, as I thought it would be. Not that many messages." Um, and she said something that really, um, that really struck me. She said, you helped us move from despair to hope within one day. Wow. And, and that is something that describes, and it's a good answer to your question. That is what you do as a strategist. Mm-hmm. You help people create that future that they want to hold in their hands. Mm-hmm. And rather than giving them medication, you help them go to the root causes and change the root causes and because you don't you don't take something and shove it down their throats but you gently open doors and let them walk through they realize an experience on their own that they have all the knowledge that it takes mm-hmm. it's never about knowledge it's about intentionality it's about what you do and what you do not And then bringing those things into into a great connection, those things that you want to do, prioritize them accordingly, put them into a process that works for you. And so in a nutshell, what I do is I help them define where they want to be and how they get there and how they prioritize prioritize on the way. That is in a nutshell what a good strategist does. It's not telling them some tactics Mm -hmm. in let's say in marketing or in, in another subject that is consulting Mm -hmm. and of course the term strategist is all around and everyone uses it but you need to look behind the surface to understand what that person actually does for you the value that a strategist produces for you is always a different one because this is not a defined term so when you when you want to work with someone that allows you to explore based on your own intent and your own resources find someone who facilitates a process for you, not someone who tells you what they think you should do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because not the same solution is not going to work for everybody um, based on where we are in our business or our personalities or what's going on in our lives. I know that you have a family. I have a son, I believe I have a daughter. So a lot of my time is spent, you know, okay, I can do this work and then I need to take her to school. Then I can get this much done. Then I pick her up. Then I take her to activity. Then when can I get back to this call or this email or this proposal? So we have to take all of those things into consideration as whole people and whole beings. Um, And so what it sounds like to me, you're also talking about like a mindset shift. Um, Really when you said you took clients from despair to hope, that's, I got chills. That's very powerful.
1: Mindset plays a huge role and it often has to do with um, moving from FOMO to JOMO, (laughs) from the fear of missing out to the joy of missing out, Oh, nice! understanding why you don't need things. Mm -hmm. So every one of us has experienced this fear of missing out. It's just in our nature, but allowing yourself to step into your power and deciding, I don't have fear of missing out because there is nothing to miss out on because what I want to achieve is not going to be built with this, this, that part. So thank you, but no, thank you. And you let go of it. And all of a sudden it doesn't, it's not important anymore how many followers you have on Instagram, for example. And um, whether anyone else does the next cool thing um, in their reels or God knows what, because you realize it's not what drives your business anyway. So stripping away ego patterns, helping people understand how to, how to create how to how to create speed over perfection for example
0: hmm. and, and
1: all these these different aspects of mindset play a hugely important role but in the end I don't teach them about mindsets hmm. I help them understand where they want to go and how to get there yeah and they kind of switch their mindset on their own in that process because it's not me going in and telling you you need to change your mindset but it's <laughs> Them seeing, whoa! I created that in a day. You've got to be kidding! And this is so empowering and so motivating. It's it's awesome to see. It It always lights me up. My eyes start just blinking when I see that. It's just amazing.
0: Oh, that's so cool! So, when you work with somebody, for instance, in this one-day workshop, then do you do follow-up sessions, follow-up workshops, all of that?
1: They're often embedded in a longer process and longer in that sense means a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are a few phone calls prior to that session to prepare certain aspects um, that we need. Um, And very often it's, it's work that can be done without me. Mm. So therefore um, these sessions might, uh, these phone calls might take 60 to 90 minutes stretched over four weeks, maybe so that people have time in between these calls to actually work on those uh, topics (laughs) Then we would have a workshop and then maybe three, four, five phone calls after that where I become sort of an accountability partner to really move things forward Yeah. Um, because we all know how it works. You have great inspiration, you've created a, an awesome plan, and then all of a sudden um, life takes over again. Um, so holding that space over an extended period is often really helpful for my clients but it's nothing that is, first of all, breaking the bank. So we're not talking about a consulting project over six months that costs half a million. We're talking about, um, a minimally invasive support structure (laughs) that you, that you set up in order to move what you wanted to create into reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, and it, I'm laughing at what you said about moving from FOMO to JOMO and the joy of missing out. Um, cause I recently read an article from Warren Buffett that well, was about Warren Buffett and how he says, no, he's really focused and he says no to almost everything. Yes. And I think at, like you were also saying as a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, it's very easy to get caught up in, Oh, we have to be here. We have to be here. Everybody says you have to do a Facebook group, Um, If you're doing XYZ kind of business, or you have to post a certain number of times, or you have to go to all of these events to network, um, but who are you networking with? And is that really going to help you reach your goal? Or is that really the right audience and the thing that's going to drive your business? And so having somebody there who can kind of help redirect and cut through that so that somebody can say, okay, you know what, this is really my goal. Now I can take action steps and put kind of blinders on so that I can only move forward towards that. It's very powerful. And it's something we need reminder. We need accountability. We need somebody who's going to come in and help us because otherwise it does get very overwhelming. I'm completely commiserating with that client of yours, you know, thinking about like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and so much going on. And we forget, okay, stop, breathe, redirect. Redirect.
1: And it's not about killing the joy in your business, by the way. It's (laughs) not about only focusing on business, money and processes. Not at all. It's the opposite. It's standing in who you are as a Mm -hmm. business owner, being fully in line with the impact that you want to create and, and being on purpose all the time that is th- there is no bigger fun than that. So mm-hmm. um, people sometimes feel they would pigeonhole themselves when they are too focused on some things because they're gonna miss out again it's the fear of missing out miss out on some opportunities that might come their way. But the thing is once you have that structure in place, every opportunity that comes your way, you can just take it, take a look at it and be like interesting. Is that actually an opportunity or is that just a shiny object? And I just let it pass. So it's not that you're going to miss out on anything. You take conscious decisions, whether it is for you or not, not just because someone else says you should do. You benchmark it against your business and what you want to achieve. And then you say, hey, welcome to my world. Or you say, thanks, but no thanks.
0: Now, do you find when you're working with businesses that sometimes they don't know who they want to be or where they want to go? They, oh, yeah. they, they just they start this business, they have this great big idea, but they don't have those, uh, you know, they don't know I need X amount of clients or this much in revenue, or they don't have those
1: goalposts. Not on that fundamental level. Mm-hmm. The businesses that I work with are typically businesses, a million dollar revenue plus. So okay, these people so have been in business for quite some time. These are not newbies. They're not starting out with some... Um, side hustle or, or things like that they're they're serious about what they do yeah. and they they really know what they do um, so it's not that they don't have clear goals or a lack of understanding of how business works yeah it's really but the first part of your question is totally relevant they often don't really know exactly what they want to build and and how it should look like in some years down the road mm, okay. so they run a fairly successful business they are profitable um, but it's it's either they have growth goals that they for whichever reason miss every year mm. so we take a look at what why that is yeah um, and we help them um, get it straight <laughs> or sometimes it's just that they kind of fell out of love with what they've been doing for wow. so long even if it brought the money that they wanted Um, they realized that they have maybe 10, 10 more years to go before they finally let go of work and focus more on on yeah the fun side of life mm. and um so it's, it's often about helping them fall back in love with their business by realigning who they are and what mm-hmm. they want to see in the world with what they do for a living. Nice. And thereby you create that fun space at work where um, everything that you do resonates with who you are.
0: So what inspired you to get into this line of work from going from you know, radio journalism and business, What made you go, Oh wait, this is what I'm very passionate about. And I know that I can really help people and help these million dollar plus companies
1: achieve. I saw what happens if you don't do it. Ah, I worked for a business that has been neglected the need for strategic planning and properly linking what they do to a greater good Mm -hmm. for way too long because they were so darn profitable. That they that they felt there is no need for that. They just forgot it and became very complacent in the process. And when those um, high revenues and high profit margins sort of disappeared over time, the moment they reacted, it was already too late. Oh. And we tried to restructure the business. We tried everything that we could to save it, but in the end, um, restructuring is not strategy. Restructuring is cutting off pieces. That don't work anymore. And um, I had to see how thousands of people lost their jobs. Oh my God. And it made me feel horrible because my father, at at the beginning of his 50s, also lost his job. And I realized what it does to family and how extremely difficult it can be to get back into the workforce um, at that age. And I felt partly personally responsible for that, even if I only came into the business. And the good times were gone, mm. but we were not able to turn it around in a way that we wanted. And that hurt me personally so much that I said, um, this is something that I can, can do. I can help businesses avoid to wait and to be complacent until it's too late. Yeah. I can help these people and these businesses to um, create what we call S-curves, reinforcing circles that... Um, build the future while the businesses are doing well, Mm -hmm. not wait until it's not going well anymore because then strategy doesn't work anymore. Then we're talking about restructuring um, and you really don't want to be there. It's not about regaining balance. It's about reinforcing, um, creating a growth loop, reinforcing circles that help you build something when you experience the good times. When, When you come to me and you say, oh, our business is heavily under pressure, I will not work with you. I can only work with you when you have the mental capacity to focus on what's possible and you have enough runway to get it off the ground. If you run out of runway, you need a restructuring consultant. You don't need me.
0: Yeah. So you want to be proactive rather than reactive. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And what is, you talked about one example of somebody who was able to really get to that joy in a day you know workshop what are some other aha moments that you've seen with clients that continue to bring you joy in the work that you do
1: let me put it that way the work that I do and what I bring is certain knowledge on how to get to a certain point so I bring my toolbox and in there there are several tools mm-hmm. and they are not made out of um, fairy dust. This is real real stuff. And um, I'm not saying there are no fairies, so I don't want to offend anyone. (laughs) If you believe in fairies, go for it. Um, It's it's just really about the process knowledge that I bring, the tools that I bring that are sometimes just like, oh, I didn't know that existed. Mm. Um, Now I get it. So, and I don't use these tools. I just hand them over. I help them with these tools, but they work with them. And all of a sudden, it's not only about understanding what's possible, but it's also understanding how to do it. So by going through these through these workshops with me, for example, not only do they build where they want to be and how to get there, they also know how to do it next time on their own. They don't need me when they want to do it again because they have the tools in their hands. They can just do it. Yeah, And that is pretty cool for people because they don't feel locked in. If you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. they don't have to go back to me. I don't hold a secret key or anything. I give it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you have several resources on your website, even for people to tool around and look at different things. So what continues to um, inspire you And, and what do you see yourself doing next? How do you see yourself extending what you're doing now? I mean, obviously extending to another country by virtue of moving.
1: (laughs) For me, it's really about um, taking the experience and knowledge that I have and packaging it in a way that it is accessible for as many people as possible that don't have a business background. So I I don't, what I really didn't enjoy um, working for large corporations for a long time is the kind of lingo that's being used. It's often some sort of Insights speak with terminology that is just not human. This just weird words that some um, ELITE um, strategy consultants um, feel they need in order to prove their value. I use normal people language when I talk about these things so that everyone understands it. And repackaging it in a way and, and building products around it and services around it that people can just use um, without me That is currently what what I'm looking at. So as you already said, Anika, there's a lot of free stuff on my website just to experiment with it. You don't need me to start working on these things, but hey, maybe these tools help you. And for example, um, I I just finished writing two books. So one will come out in 2022, the other one likely in 2023. Again, I I just give it away. I just write it down, the entire process, how it works, the tools, everything. I, I just really want to help people. Get their businesses off the ground, build the future that they want, create the impact and the life that they want to see. And um, if I can add my five cents, maybe two, that's also fine.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I feel like especially now, you know, you hear about the Great Resignation, you hear about people really trying to hone in on what they're doing, and certainly many of those people will probably be future customers of yours, clients, because that they will be able to come up with a great idea that will bring. Them the million dollar plus in revenue, yeah. right? Um, do you usually work when you're working with companies? With uh, is there usually like a solo entrepreneur who started this business and built it up, or is it more corporations, or is it a bit of both?
1: I work for some of the biggest brands in the world. At the same time, I work with the smallest business. I currently work with um, is run by two by two women. Wow! Um, I enjoy both. But I'm moving more and more away from the large businesses mm-hmm. because I see that the impact that I can have mm-hmm. is bigger with the small businesses. It's just that the, the personal connection, the individual joy is bigger. Um, with large organizations, don't get me wrong, you impact thousands of people at the same time with the work that you do. But most of the time, when the effects materialize, you weren't around anymore ah. because they take so long to get these things done because these are complex organizations. I've I've done that for more than 15 years and I really enjoyed it. It's now time for me to help um, people that want to build smaller businesses that that are still small. Not to say that they can't be big or that they won't grow, but it's it's really more about the personal connection that I built with the business owners um, that helps them to take the tools and do something with it. Yeah, without needing me all the way through. Yeah. I'm, I feel like a kickstarter sometimes, you know. So I, I <laughs> come in and allergies. help, and, and then they just run on their own. I don't need to run with them all the time. If they want to have me around from time to time, that's fine. But I'm not doing these um, these huge projects anymore that consume a big chunk of my own time because, as you already said, I became a father two years ago, and that counts more than any money oh, in the world.
0: It's beautiful. It's such a wonderful thing. What, was it hard to make that transition um, when you moved uh, personally and professionally? Because you have to find yourself, find new clients, you know, uh, network in a different way. Uh, even though we are a global community, there's still those barriers. I think the last yeah. two years probably helped decrease the distance a little more when we're all sitting at home, <laughs> figuring things out, um, and how wonderful that you could be home. Um, and have that time with your family while you're also helping businesses.
1: I actually don't know how to answer that question. Was it difficult? Yes, of course it was horrible. We moved in March, 2020. It was Frankfurt airport, one of the biggest airports in Europe, um, completely dark, no one oh there. Gosh. Military police running around with machine guns. And you're like, do you wanna shoot that virus or what? What's going on here? doesn't make sense because we were also afraid. No one knew anything at that point in time and you pack your life up in seven suitcases and move. And of course, if you don't know anyone, I mean, Stephanie's family lives here. So we did know people and people helped us settle in, but it was super difficult to live on a other continent away from my family now, um, just being afraid all the time of what's going on with them and um, how they are feeling. Of course it was tough from a business perspective the pandemic probably helped me. Hmm. So when I, when I remember taking an active, just, just taking stock, asking myself what you what you did in the past 15 years, is this what you want to do in the future? Yeah. And I consciously took a decision. No, it's not. I will take a certain part of that. And I will, I will pivot to serve a different target group in a different niche and um, use what I know and, and create valuable resources that I give people from books to toolkits, to anything. um, Even this podcast, when you help, when, when you, when you decide to do different things than before um, I I don't think that in normal times, this would have been my go-to, if you know what I mean, I needed this external trigger to take that look in the mirror and ask, and ask myself, Is there anything else you would like to do? Because right now the world has stopped. You have permission to think (laughs) and and, and to rethink. And that was was a valuable learning for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's something that you can then impart on your clients. Um, My mom lives in Thailand. So I very much can have empathy for what you had to go through. Not seeing her and waiting and seeing, you know, when can people get vaccinated or when can people go to another country and what are the rules in each country and all of that? It's exactly. very difficult to navigate. And I was one of those people who my business actually exploded during the pandemic. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I could have used a you. <laughs> um, you know, last year when I was thinking, okay, am I going to stay with this or what am I going to do next? I, I think that's a very, you know, it's, it's that moment when a business owner wants to pivot or wants to look at Okay, I have this much, yeah, how can I extend this? And who do I wanna be when I grow up in a sense?
1: I believe many business owners should regularly, basically all business owners should regularly reevaluate where they are and whether this is really what they set out for. Yeah. And if they find that they kind of lost their way, then recalibrate and ask yourself what it is that's missing and what it is that is good. Don't just walk away from it. Mm -hmm. There are too many business owners that walk away and and pivot when it's too early or when pivoting is actually not the right thing to do Mm. because they kind of fell out of love or they found something that is truly hard. And just because you don't have the tools in your hands does not mean you're in the wrong way. Sometimes it's really about finding someone that helps you make sense out of things Mm And if you then want to take a decision and walk away from it and start over and do something else, do it. But don't don't take that decision silently on your own, somewhere deep down in your thoughts. This is something that you probably build something of value. Don't just walk away from it.
0: Mm -hmm. And when you're working with the businesses that you work with, does, does it get to that point sometimes? is it usually the joy, you know, people get to from despair to joy, or sometimes do they go through the process and realize, Oh, this is, it is time to walk away or it is time to, you know, make a big shift. That's going to change the entire scope of the business. Maybe still keep the parts that, you know, are making the revenue, but just take out all the other, maybe the, the, I don't want to call it fluff, but (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let, let me put it that way. Annika. The moment you bring me in, you can bet that it will be something afterwards that you have never thought of because oh. that's the whole point about yeah. bringing someone like me in yeah you don't create a new strategy without massive change and opportunity mm-hmm. otherwise it's not worth the paper it's written on then mm. it's not a strategy but a business continuity plan or a, uh, or an operational excellence plan if you bring someone like me in you need to be prepared to add, to, to to go deep and Allow yourself and give yourself the space to reevaluate whether what you're doing is the right thing or whether you keep a certain core of it and build something that excites you again. Otherwise, you don't need me.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love the positivity and how you always are looking at how to make things move forward, right? Not take a step backwards, not you know destroy everything just to really say okay there is a solution here and let's walk through that and figure out what that is
1: what can i build what i don't what what do i not know yet where Mm -hmm. am i not yet yeah it's not about hitting yourself over the head for not knowing something in the past it's about just allowing yourself to grow personally and professionally and embracing the joy of it yeah
0: wonderful If somebody wanted to, um, your your website, of course, will be in the show notes and resources, but what are some ways that people can learn more about you um, on social media? Or if they want to work with you, do you give consultations? Should they go first and like look at all the resources? And I know you have like um, different discussion topics and people speaking and there's just a plethora of information.
1: I think, Depending on where you are. So if you run a business that's around, let's say a million plus in revenue mm-hmm. and you feel like you need someone like me, just give me a call. The contact details are on Thank the you. website. <laughs> um, it's, it's that easy. Just book a call and we talk. Yeah. Um, if you run a smaller business, um, check out the free resources. Um, you don't necessarily need to spend money. You can take those resources and maybe start the process without me and, and experiment with it. And if you feel at some point in time you need a nudge, again, go on my website, book a call. It's very simple. <laughs> and, and of course, I mean, there's tons of information out there. Um, I don't know, maybe a hundred podcast interviews. Um, if, if you Google my name on Spotify or any other um, podcast platform, there's just things that can help you kickstart your thinking, not necessarily the entire process, but some things that might inspire you. Yeah. Um, I hold keynotes and, and all these things that, that help people see their business from a new perspective. And that's sometimes all it needs. You don't necessarily need to spend money, but I don't turn you away. So if you really want to work with me <laughs> and you would be in touch, be my guest. I just, I just love working with people.
0: Yeah, that, that's very evident and really comes through. Um, so when you're talking about your books, did you set it out to be a two book series
1: No, those two businesses are, and they they don't have anything to do with each
0: Ah, other. Ah, okay.
1: So the first book that will come out is a multi-author book, an anthology that I created with people um, that I um, ran a um, business summit with. Um, So we had a business summit in February, 2022, um, where I invited 45 speakers from five continents to um, help people build businesses that they love. And some of these ideas were absolutely exceptional. And I asked these um, speakers and authors whether they want to contribute a chapter to that book. So the book will be all about entrepreneurship, leadership, and self-leadership. So mm-hmm. the topic of how do I create a culture in a business that, um, yeah, is, is on purpose. Yeah. And these people, um, so th- they include Marshall Goldsmith, 100 coaches, New York times, bestselling author. So they really do have very valuable messages and, my job is to weave them together and um, have this multi-chapter book so that you can have a full meal in every chapter. But there's also a greater arc that I, that I create where things come together. And my second book, which will likely come out in 2023 is based on the work that I do with my clients. It really explains every step of the way. It gives away the process, the elements, the exercises, the resources, Hmm. So I actually hope that people take this book and just do it. They don't, need <laughs> me. they just do it. They can, they can run with it and do it on their own.
0: Wow. And will you be holding some workshops though, to go with, um, your, sec- your book for next year? Um, for instance, if there were small businesses that didn't qualify yet, maybe they were just slightly under the million dollar mark, but they buy your book. They really want to work through the tools maybe you have this plan, maybe this is a new idea, but doing a workshop where people can pay to get your expertise and work through the book together at the same time.
1: There will be an online course based on the content in the book that you can go through with a ton of exercises with it. So that you basically, I I guide you through the process, but it's not me doing it live with you on site. It's on your own, um, in your own speed at your own um, time. And it's, something that um, will probably help, especially um, new business owners that mm. may, maybe not even have started their business. It's really uh. about doing that groundwork. Um, that million dollar mark that I mentioned, that is not carved in stone. Mm-hmm. I also work with businesses that are smaller, but it needs to make sense for the state where the business is in.
0: Ah, yes. um,
1: If you come to me and you're thinking about building a business, take my resources, run with them, Mm -hmm. come back when the time is right. Mm. (laughs) The work that I do needs a realistic environment. It needs needs to be grounded in a business's day-to-day work. Um, It can't be theoretic.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, I I often ask this question um, and sometimes it puts people on the spot and sometimes it doesn't, but I wanna know, is there a certain quote that you love or a mantra that you live by
1: Go for second best baby, and yes, that's a Madonna song reference. Oh. <laughs> it's 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 something that my ex-wife once told me at the very beginning of my academic career, and I owe her the world for mm. putting that into my head <laughs> because from there things massively shifted for me. Wow. Um if you if you yeah. ask yourself what you want in life, and if you ask yourself at every step of the way what would be the best thing to do? Mm. Then you do the right thing. You mm. don't go for um, compromises that don't make sense, that don't feel right anymore. You you build something for the long-term and not for short-term gains. Um, yeah, you you start playing the long game, not the hustle and bustle and mm. the daily busy stuff. And yeah, don't go for second best. And, and this comes down to personal relationships if you realize that what used to be friends have have become toxic relationships let go if it comes to um your romantic relationships never go for second best go for what is the right thing for you and that is something that inspires me every day Uh, and that song is going through my head now (laughs) sorry about that that, no but that's very (laughs)
0: it's very inspirational and it is um I think there are a lot of gems uh, in this conversation that people will be able to pull out that will add a lot of value and insight into our whole life journey. So whether it's, you know, business, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our audience today?
1: I think we covered basically a lot more than I thought. So it yes. was an exciting <laughs> conversation, Annika. I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, good. Well, that's, I I know, I was like, I like to have really organic conversation It tends to kind of see where we are going to take it. Um, and I think it helps me get to learn a lot more about you and who you are as a person and your business and how you approach things. And I feel like that really adds more value to our listeners. And I hope that they agree and pretty sure that they do as well. So, if they don't,
1: hey, reach out and tell me. I'm, yeah. I'm as curious to learn about everyone <laughs> out there. This is...
0: Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. You know, when we were getting on, I was like, ah, oh, I was a little bit late. It's like, it's a frantic Friday. And I feel so much more calm now and grounded mm-hmm. and like, okay, you know what? Yeah, don't go for a second best. Now I, I'm going to work on that. So I hope that um, our listeners got a lot out of today's conversation. I'll have all of your information in the show notes so people can go to your website, download those resources, and really work on with the intentionality in their businesses. So thank you. I really appreciate you being on today. And to our audience, thank you for coming back for another week. And I'll be back next week for another listen. Want more? Check out amplifywithannika.com or follow me on socials at Amplify with